the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hearts nil, Rangers two. The full-time score from the early kickoff: Alfredo Morelos and Joe Aribo bagging the goals. Of course, attention's now turned to Celtic Park, where Celtic are taking on Motherwell this afternoon. And certainly, some interesting team news we've had there. Kyogo Furuhashi doesn't make the squad at all; won't play. Uh, David Friel suggesting it could be Tom Rogic playing up top. A, a possibility that maybe. Uh, David Turnbull could play on the left and Abada would play through the middle. It's it's going to be interesting to see how Celtic line up today. I am here with the former manager of Brechin, the former manager of Dundee and St Mirren and the former manager of Air United. And Wraith. And Wraith. And so that's five Ooh. clubs, five clubs managed by these three people. And they've given me, during the commercial break, every formation possible. So in other words... The jury here at we Super Scoreboard House have no idea. Uh, so we'll need to wait until the, the game actually kicks off to see who does what. But for me, the idea of Rogic playing through the middle is almost fantasy football. Uh, there is no facsimile of Kyogo Furuhashi. I fully understand that. There is no Kyogo light at Celtic Park. Nobody does what he does. But of all the people to be put up there as a Kyogo replacement, the last one in the whole place would be Tom Rogic for me. No matter what the personnel is, Hugh, the, the system and the structure has got to be the same. You've, we've seen that since Ange Postacoglu has come in. You know, the way he's ran, ran different players, um, uh, put them in different positions, but everything still looks the same. It's so important to press from the front. It's so important for that front man to... To look to go in behind to stretch the play. It's so important for the white guys to keep their width. So it'll all look the same, whoever plays that way. And that's why, you know, I'm I'm thinking that Tom Rogic won't play as a kind of spearhead. He'll play Who's the most likely then? Abada Forrest? For me, probably I've, Abada. I've always said Abada just because it, he's got the attributes, the closest attributes, I think, to what Kyogo brings or what Ange Postacoglu wants for his front man. He's got that pace, he's he's got that sharpness, he certainly does close people down. Um, like it'll be interesting to see. I, I keep going back to it. There's plenty in that five going forward that they could actually play anywhere. You just put them all in the pitch, and they'd cause teams problems anyway. And Motherwell, with a few injury problems and suspensions, will have a tough day no matter who plays up there. I mean, Mikey Johnson was a name that a lot of people yeah. were throwing about during the week. Doesn't even make the starting eleven. Is that a shock? It's a little bit of a surprise, Andrew, because I actually feel as if he's grown in stature. He managed to get a goal uh, as well recently. So. Um, it's a vote of confidence against Farabada. You know, he hasn't scored in a, a long while. So, uh, it'll be interesting because I, I agree with Mark. I just think because of the rotation, the amount of possession of the, the ball that they'll have in the middle of the park, players coming short, mm. players running in behind. I think the Forrest and Abada will be the guys who do go in behind. Mm-hmm. We spoke, obviously, touched on the Rangers game. You need runners in behind and it'll come for the two guys. Maybe turn you know why? Do you know why I'm edging again uh, with Rogic playing through the middle? Because... If he was going to keep that So if he drops Rogic back into the middle of the part If he was going to keep that three that Mark was talking about And I agree with him because it was working perfectly It was the easiest decision to go and play Mikey Johnston In a wing and play a bad at our force through the middle So he's brought Beaton in there for the extra cover in the middle of the park Which it seems to me that he's going to allow Rogic to just go and play And let's call it a false nine He's not going to stand up there and be a centre forward 
But he'll play between he'll midfield, drive people over midfield and defenders. And that's why I'm saying I think that's sometimes a bit difficult for defenders because they like to play against a you know, I'm not saying they'd like to play against a Kyogo, but they know he's going to be a centre forward. They know he's got to be up there, they know what he's got to try and do. Tom Rogic will just go and play in different pockets, uh, p- pockets to the, 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 the pitch and cause them all. I think rotation will be for Celtic today. Yeah, well, the open line is open nice and early. 01419511025. You can get your calls in. Rangers fans, Hearts fans, what did you make of that game at Tynecastle? Celtic fans, you've seen the team news from Celtic Park. What do you make of it? Can you shape it up better than these guys in the studio? Motherwell fans... Obviously defensive problems A lot of injuries there as well What are your thoughts ahead of the game 01419511025 We'll get you on as soon as we can Motherwell, it's going to be a a tough task for them It it will always be a tough task going to to Celtic Park But the fact that they've got those defensive issues Makes it that bit harder, doesn't it? 100%, yeah, it's going to be difficult It's always got. Listen, if you go there with your full strength team is going to be difficult Andrew because you know Celtic especially the way they play their fast flowing football they've got terrific footballers uh, it's got to be a hard afternoon for you but you've got to look at Motherwell will be hoping that Thursday night you know I know that a, a lot of rest there that he's hoping Thursday night um, he's hoping that, that Celtic will have an off day maybe will miss Kyogo maybe put them out their stride a little bit they've got guys up there what Van Veen can cause problems. Woolery, for instance, has been in terrific form as well. But you really need to go to these places like Celtic Park and hope that Celtic have an off day. I think, sorry, I actually think that's uh, really important, you know, because when you go to Celtic Park or Ibrox, you're looking for your centre forwards. I think Van Veen can really be a big part today because it'll allow him to get up the pitch and then it'll allow guys like Woolery off one side, Tony Watt off the other side, and they need to get support up to this big guy. Yeah, I mean, you look at that defence Gordon O'Donnell Mugabe Carroll McGinley is that how they're likely to line up do you think it'll be Jake Carroll and as a two with Bevis Mugabe there's obviously Barry Maguire who most regularly plays in midfield but can slot back as well well I'd be surprised if like Hearts today if they would go with a, a back three and two wing backs because if you look at Celtic and we line up with Forrest and Abada they'll keep the width yeah uh, and once again, you've got that problems a back three. Your centre backs are getting dragged out in the wide areas. So I, I think you'll go with the four. Um, look, he's not going to throw bodies forward all the time. He's got to try and get a nice shape about it. He's got to try and settle into the game as everybody does. And then he'll hope to get as Ma- as as Alex says, Van Veen, Tony Watson, magnificent form just just now. Uh, Woolery's a real decent decent player. But it's a big ask. There's no doubt, I'm not kidding myself on, it's a big ask today, especially with the fact that Celtic now know they're a chasing pack, they're seven points behind, this game means a lot. They've got to keep that gap to four. A boost for Celtic when you've got Jota out and you've got Kyogo out is the return of James Forrest. Obviously yeah. missed midweek. We didn't know whether he was definitely going to return today. He returns and is in the starting lineup. And when you're missing two guys yeah. of the quality of, of Kyogo and Jota, Ange Postacoglu must be relieved to have someone like James Forrest back in that starting lineup. He's been brilliant for years. He's obviously had these injury issues over the last year or so, but it's great to see him back. I think they'll be delighted to have him back. They obviously didn't make uh, Thursday night's game. But this is an opportunity, particularly Parkhead. This boy pitches up with big goals at big times uh, throughout the course of his Celtic career and they'll be looking for him to do that today. I wonder if it's a numbers game as well or whether Liam Shaw 
did enough midweek to impress Ange Postacoglu because Shaw hadn't been really anywhere near the first team or, or the bench even in recent weeks but he's now on the bench for Celtic is that a, a sign that he's maybe grabbed his opportunity midweek and, and impressed? Well I think so I mean he's been at the club now what six months with, with Ange Postacoglu he's seen him every day in training I think he was fairly impressive uh, midweek but look, he's got a lot of competition in his position to get past first but it's encouraging to see some of the some of the talent behind the scenes that we've heard coming to the club but we've never really seen them in the flesh and I thought Thursday night a lot of them did themselves a, a lot of favours but I don't think there was any doubt about today with the threat of Motherwell and how they've been going in the league and Graham Alexander manager of the month Tony Watt joint top goal scorer that Ange Postacoglu would go with strongest 11 or who he thought would do the job and really the only the only question mark is that front who who leads from the front but the rest of the team you know all know their jobs well enough they've all been there in big games and uh, you know they're required to go at it again like uh, like the guy says and Postacoglu also has to manage this hectic month of December uh, after Motherwell Dingwall uh, on Wednesday night against Ross County who got off the bottom of the table yesterday with a 3-2 win over Dundee and Malky Mackay Gradually building something there And then the cup final So if Liam Shaw Didn't look out of place against Real Betis Then he earned the right To be on the bench today And he'll be on the bench in Dingwall If not the team itself The two big hopes for Ange Postacoglu today will be A. They get the three points B. That they come through unscathed Because the last few games Consistently they've been picking up injuries Muscle injuries Ange Postacoglu said Yes we've got a ridiculous schedule But also says Their own style of play The intensity is also A contributing factor to that But he's you know he's defended it He said this, this is what happens When you have players Who maybe aren't used to Playing at this intensity Guys that came in late In the window That haven't had a proper Pre-season It's just part Of the process So that'll be a big one With a cup final yeah. Just seven days away That that they don't pick up any injuries today. Yeah, I think uh, Ralston he was uh, struggling with some injuries. He's on the bench today as well. Yeah, Welsh is back. Welsh is back on the uh, in the mix as well. So you've got McCarthy uh, trying to still get up to speed to to try and kind of cement a place in the in the middle of the park. Which for me, is one of the strongest Celtics uh, areas. Uh, so you've got a lot of good young players as well coming off that I bench. Mean, I'm afraid it's just an occupational hazard. I mean, if anyone gets injured today, what's Ange Postecoglou supposed to do? He's seven points behind Rangers He must win this match this afternoon Or the fans will be unhappy Therefore you have to pick the players That you think are best suited to winning the match If someone gets hurt in the process That's just what happens in football I mean Ange Postacoglu said that, you know, He's trying to build something here it's, it's all part of the process As a manager you, you can't then deviate from your plan and, and what you're trying to do with the team Just because you're, you're picking up injuries can you Because that'll just stunt the Progression Part and parcel of the game uh, Unfortunately some teams Get it worse than others Go, um, Andrew The biggest problem is It was because you took All your glasses off I uh, <laughs> didn't recognise you uh, Some some teams get it worse than others I think what's important for Ange Postacoglu Is a January uh, transfer window He needs more bodies in there He needs more strength I thought he must have got A great lift the other night there Because We get calls From Celtic fans Debating whether it was the right move to make all these changes and put these players in the fringe players. Let's call them fringe players. We even had people disrespecting them and saying the B team, they're part of the Celtic squad, they're still Celtic players. They were magnificent. So he's got players that he can turn to. You look at that starting 11 today, that's still a very strong starting team. You know, you look at the back four, for instance, 
Carter Vickers and Starfield were the two centre halves. You've got Hart in there, goalkeeper. Juranovic is your full back. The only one you can debate is Taylor, who's experienced, or it probably been Ralston. You know, and then the midfield is strong. You've got Forrest, who I think's a terrific player. And Abada, young guy, gives him so much pace and with can chip in with a goal. So that's still a strong team. But he needs a transfer window. He needs to add more quality and players. But I think that on Thursday night, he must have got a big lift because Shaw's on the bench. I think there's others there. Young Henderson come on the pitch. I thought he was brilliant when he came on. So he, he must have got a big lift from that. So he's got good players there, but he needs more bodies and more quality in there as a, as a squad. I don't think there's any doubt he's been dealt a bad hand with injuries because it's injuries to key players and especially the forward areas. But the guys have said every squad in the league has to put up with that. And it's your rubbery green if you, if you get more at the one time or you don't. The, the lucky thing with Celtic is that they have got the means to carry a big squad. You know, even those these fringe players who came in on Thursday night against Real Betis and showed themselves to be good players, worthy uh, a granite a, a game like that, were brought to the club for that purpose to progress over the years and then hopefully be regulars on the side. Now that opportunity may have came about a wee bit sooner than people would have expected, maybe even some of the players would have expected, but that's part and parcel of being at a big club yeah. and having a big squad that you utilise that when the time comes. These players aren't going to be injured forever. There's going to come a time where Ange Postecoglou has a full bunch to pick from. So, yes, I agree that January transfer window is key because he has to strengthen certain positions. What you don't want to do is, is get another 12 players in. Everybody gets fit at the same time and you've got a humongous squad that you're having to deal with people going out on loan and... You, you bring about different problems So yes Key positions In January To fill But he's still got A very good squad there. And the January transfer window He has to make sure Between today And the 1st of January That no damage is done With regard to The, the deficit Between Rangers and Celtic Because The January transfer window Could turn out to be The window that prepares you For next season Because Unless you're careful you might be so far behind after January 2, for example, when Rangers go to Celtic Park, that the league's gone for this season. So it, that's why he's obliged today, never mind the cup final, he's got three hours of football at Celtic Park and Dingwall to negotiate before he can even think about the cup final. And those six points, Rangers are at home to St Johnston, who are now bottom of the league in midweek. Celtic have to go to Dingwall. Different type of game. So he has to be careful. 90 minutes, after 90 minutes That the January transfer window Isn't about next season Not this one I would expect uh, About three players Maybe four to come in in January And the reason being Is because If you look at The starting 11 today It's very strong You know Some good players there You also have Seven subs uh, Available And then when you take the, the, the players who are injured At the moment So you've got Kyogo Bolly's still not about the place Yakimatis Jota Soro Julian So you end up getting into really What 23, 24 there So if you bring another four in You're carrying a squad of 26 And that doesn't include Some of the other fringe players or Some of the younger guys Who have not made the cut but today But the, dead, the Deadwood has to go In this window the, uh, Ayeti Deadwood Get rid of If you can uh, Barkas I don't know where you go with him but Shock he, I didn't even mention Ayeti or Barkas yeah. there But that actually adds to the numbers Golden Golly uh, they have to be cutting adrift the deadwood because Barkas has been here for two years getting paid for nothing. Yeah, well, that's five million pounds that Celtic 
you'd expect wouldn't get back but it no, looks no, as no. if a, a loan move maybe on the cards for Barkas in January the open line is open 0141 951 1025 we want to hear from you nice and early this afternoon Rangers fans Hearts fans what did you make of that uh, game earlier on today Rangers winning 2-0 at Tynecastle we'll hear from the managers as well and of course Celtic fans Motherwell fans a big one coming up this afternoon give us a call up now and you could be next the winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Two big games in the Scottish Premiership today. One of them is finished. Hearts nil, Rangers two at Tynecastle. Celtic taking on Motherwell at three o'clock, just over half an hour until that game kicks off. We've got the open line open as well. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Let's go straight to the phones. Craig is a Rangers fan in Cumbernauld. Craig, were you happy with what you saw today? Oh yeah, Andrew Panel, how's doing? Um, yeah, delighted. Um, I think it's a huge win. You know, going to Tynecastle, it's never an easy venue to go to. I think that's the first time we've actually beaten Hearts since uh, December 2019. Albeit they were out the league last year, but I think it shows how tough a place it is, regardless of the form that Hearts can be on. But I think we scored at the right times in the game because there's no doubt there was a lot of chances. You know, Hearts had a good few chances I think we probably could have and should have scored again as well especially at our field I thought that he's got to score that but um, you know the two goals we scored I thought were both brilliant goals I think Sakala does tremendously well to get himself into the space to cut it back from Morelos um, and it's a good finish and uh, and I think that the, the, the goal um, for Aribo I mean what a ball by Conor Goal. He couldn't have hit that better if he was using a pitching wedge. He really couldn't have. It was absolutely terrific. Um, and overall, I think we didn't look... After that, although Hearts had chances, I didn't feel like we were going to not win the game at that point, which I think was important when it's the kind of game it was because I thought it was a terrific game to watch. Um, and I've got to say as well, I wouldn't normally say this, but it was so ridiculous, I have to mention it. I don't... If I was Robin Wilson, I'd be furious with Josh Janelli. How he, you know, he's, he's, both bookings were a, a joke. To jump in chest to chest with a referee, you're going to get booked. And then with the one with Barisic, I actually thought Barisic was hard done by to get booked because I didn't feel like he'd done anything. Him and Devon had a few words, but there was no, didn't seem that heated, you know, between the two of them. There was a sort of pat on the shoulder for Barisic. And then Janelli, just as it looked like it was kind of finishing, runs in all guns blazing, which. Okay, the game's probably done at that point, but um, that's just an aside. But I just I felt it worth mentioning because it was so it was one of the most ridiculous red cards I've ever seen. Yeah, we'll start with the result in the studio. Rangers killing the game off early, or, or not quite killing it off, but but two 0 up so early on in the game was was crucial to how that game played out. Yeah, you have to say the finishing was emphatic. You know, it was good play by Sakala Morelos. You know, again, if you get him in the middle of the goals, he will score goals. Uh, the second goal was sensational. The pass from Conor Golson to pinpoint the touch and the finish. It was sensational. And Aribo, I think that's him get three goals in his last five games or so. So he's starting to have a real top form at the moment because he's adding stats to the overall performances. For me, he's been the most consistent player. These three in the studio want me to keep talking because they're chomping on pizzas here. It's sensational. I love it. But he's right. And, then and I like how they're at all the other side of the desk yes, as well. I've not seen a, not seen a, a sliver yet. Well, uh, going back to Janelli as well, you have to say it was schoolboy to get involved with the descent for the referee, you know, in the manner what he did because it was quite aggressive. He was up in his face. 
Right decision by Nick Walsh And then to get involved in something that had actually nothing to do with him And it is actually de-escalating You know, they were actually coming together They were having words But there was nothing really And to get involved in that Robbie Nielsen would be raging Robbie Nielsen has had a, a go at the officials over the months Like Hugh points it But, you know, he's got to look at his own team today And how they lost the game themselves The chances missed The defending at the goals Then when they were trying to find ourselves back into the game in the latter stages lack of discipline from Ginelli's costume so you know it'll be interesting to see what he actually says on his own team's performance and not having a go at officials because apart from the penalty that I thought was or could have been given as a penalty there was no other contentious moments really it was down to his own team's failures today how he lost that game yeah well Craig we'll get the thoughts of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst here speaking to Sky Sports and hear what you think of it well the assessment is that we are uh, you know we have a big win here a difficult place to go I said it always uh, before the game and uh, I think the first minutes of the game you could see uh, what Hodge would bring to this game Uh, they started really well so uh, but I think we Defended well uh, the pressure and uh, made sure that we, um, we made the, the the moments we can we can be dangerous in the counter attack. I think we did perfectly in the first 15 minutes, which gave us of, of, of course a little bit of uh, confidence and also uh, the two 0 was was important. I think they also had a lot of chances in the beginning, and uh, but you know we uh, we kept fighting as a team and worked together to get a result here until the end. Could see, uh, especially in the second half, and uh, you know the game get quite physical. So uh, I think we were good um, in keeping the ball, especially with ten men. When Hutch was with ten men, then you knew uh, we could control the game. Only one bad pass from Kelvin in the back. Bessie always gave them a chance to score, but uh, other from that, uh, we had the control and uh, dominated the, the last phase of the game. For me, the most important thing that today. Also in, in uh, difficult grounds like, like this, you know, we have to play our own game and make sure we keep our standards and keep our level high. And I think that's why uh, if you uh, don't have that, it's going to be really difficult. But uh, I think the only outcome uh, of the result uh, lies really on, on, upon ourselves. Craig, was that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's biggest domestic test so far? I think so, definitely. I think he said two huge domestic tests um, since he came in the, over the, the few weeks you know, going to Easter Road um, tight game we win that in the end up um, with a penalty kick but you get over the line however you need to you know, we had a number of windows last year so you can't complain but I thought today was a huge huge test for him um, and he's passed it I think he's come in and he's doing a great job you know, when he first came after the, the cup final you know, the newspapers the next day were was it Keith Jackson I think was calling him weak and he hadn't even actually stood in the dugout yet. Um, you know, so I think he's, he's proven some of those very early critics wrong right now because he's come in, he's not lost a game. The only game he's had that he didn't win was a very good draw uh, in Leon when and we weren't playing a full, our full strength uh, team in that game either. So I, I think, and what he's done as well actually, um, and I don't know the guys that was this, I think he's, he's just tightened the defence up. They look more solid. I think when you've seen Kamara today, he seems to be a bit deeper than he normally is, almost to plug a wee gap, and it makes it difficult, well, more difficult to then break us down. Although I do think at times, just like against Hibs, even today, we're a bit too deep at times, because I'm looking ahead thinking on the 2nd of January, we can't go to Celtic Park and play as deep as we did for as long as we did today there, because you know you don't get away with that in the kind of game. So 
but I'm sure he'll, he'll take it for there. As I say, in general, I think he's doing absolutely phenomenally well um, since coming in. And I like the fact that the players seem to be adapting quite quickly to the way he wants them to play. So that tells you they've got a bit of belief in what he wants to do. There is not one negative word you can say about Giovanni Van Bronckhurst so far. He has done everything that was asked of him. He had no influence over the semi-final loss to Hibs because he did not yet have his work permit uh, in full working order and couldn't go into the dressing room, couldn't do anything. So in all the games that he's taken charge of since then, domestically and in Europe, he has done everything that was asked of him. He's got St Johnston on Wednesday night. I know the game's not played on paper. However, when the top of the league is playing the bottom of the league and the top of the league team is at home, you have to assume that Rangers are massive favourites to win that match. And on it goes towards January 2nd against Celtic, which will be the ultimate test. Gordon, Craig touched on it there, just about the defensive record Rangers have had under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst so far. You you hear him after games talking about keeping the zero, which uh, seems to be a, a sort of catchphrase of his, but he, he has managed to tighten that defence. Rangers don't look anywhere near it as vulnerable. Yes, Hearts had chances mm. today. Rangers did have to absorb pressure at times, but the scoreline says it all 2-0. Yeah, and uh, all credit must go to him. I know that Hearts did have a couple of chances today, Andrew, but you've got uh, a makeshift two centre-backs of Golston and obviously Bassey. I think when Holander comes back or Balogun, I think they'll probably go ahead. And um, the one thing you've got with quality players middle to front, if you can keep the back door shut, it gives you so much a chance to go and win games. It really does. And you'll be delighted as much as going through there today. After a difficult, you know, a hard game Thursday night against a quality side, to a very difficult place, clean sheet, He'll be absolutely over the moon with that. That's what you build your success on. You know, being very hard to break down, not losing a lot of goals because you believe in the guys middle to front to go and win you the game. Craig, who was the main man for you today? Um, I actually thought Fashion Sakala today. I thought he was superb. I thought we well, had a couple of loose moments, but you know, he wasn't the only player in the park to do that. But I thought every time he got the ball, he looked like he could. You know, pose a threat. He certainly caused a number of problems, and his assist I thought was, was terrific. Like there was a, a few today. You know, Goldson I thought was probably the best game he's put in this season actually for us. Um, but if I was to pick a man of the match for me, it would have been Sakala. And I don't, don't the guys would agree with that. But I just I, I felt he was he was terrific um, all day long when he you know had the ball and, and even out of possession, he just had a bit of determination about him to get himself back into the right areas. Um, for balls breaking to him or passes to be made and I just yeah in general I thought he was the man of the match He has a big part to play Sakala throughout the course of the, the second part of the season because he is having a big impact you go back to the Livingston where he got that all important header you look at today's performance setting up that goal we got a hat trick a couple of weeks ago as well so he's really just settling in nicely he brings something totally different as opposed to the, the, the rest of the offensive players uh, and when you bring a player to a club from a, from a different country, you're looking to hit the ground running in terms of stats. He's most certainly doing that. And I still think there's so much more development as well. I think, you know, under the Dutch guidance, uh, I've often spoke about how good they are in the coaching field, uh, the, the coaches. So for me, I think it can continue to grow. But I thought it was a good all-round team performance today for Rangers. Well, thank you to Craig. 0141 951 1025. If you want to come on the open line, give us your thoughts. 
on the Hearts Rangers game earlier on of course Celtic and Motherwell uh, playing this afternoon let's hear from Robbie Nielsen his take on the game today uh, to be honest I'm disappointed frustration probably more because we had chances to, to score goals and potentially go and win the game and then we you know, get two, two to be fair very good finishes uh, makes it difficult for us you just want a bit of consistency, you know what I mean? But to be honest, for Nick, probably a good performance for Nick. I've seen him a few times now. But um, I, you just want... There's two ways to referee a game. There's ways you can talk to players and deal with that way. There's other ways just book people. And I think we had 13 bookings, I think, today. And, like, it's not a 13-book game, to be honest with you, you know what I mean? But it's done and dusty, you know that. To be fair, we had the better chances at the start, you know what I mean? If we take them, it's a different game. You know, but that was the difference. That, that's, the, that's the difference between the two teams today, you know? Even first half when we went 2-0 down, we still controlled the game, I thought, you know. Two shots on target they had first half, you know, we had several. So it was that final moment that we didn't take. But it shows where we are as a team that, you know, the course of the game, more possession, more shots on target, more shots, you know. Tip the bar twice, you know, we had potential penalties, blah, 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 but the difference is you need to put the ball in the net. I think at times we're controlling the game now. You know, I think a lot of times our teams will play against Rangers and Celtic, camp in, hope for the best and maybe hitting the sucker punch, you know, but for us we feel that we can control games. You know, I thought we controlled it today. We just didn't take the moments when they came. There's some positives to take for it, you know, that we can control games, we can create chances, but there's also the frustration that we knew that, you know, probably the balance of the play we were the better team today, but they took their two moments. In what way did Hearts control that game? How can he possibly come out with that statement um, you know he's had his characteristic go at the referee 13 bookings which is astonishing but for me you could pick out maybe one two maximum that were not justified but Hearts did lose their composure none more so than Josh Janelli, who was sent off through his own crass stupidity and at what stage did Hearts dominate that game I have to agree with you there Quite surprised You know Robbie Nielsen Again focusing on the officials I didn't think uh, Nick Walsh Did anything drastic um, I thought the sending off Was a sending off By the laws Letter of the law And I, I'll go back to it It was his own team His team had opportunities To punish Rangers In the early stages of the game Missed those chances And defended poorly At the other end And that's ultimately What cost him It's hard to see what Nick Walsh could have done differently with the Josh Janelli situation if those are the bookings that Robbie Nielsen's talking about the first one he felt he should have got a corner from a shot he, he ran over towards the referee he was right in his face the referee's perfectly entitled to, to book him at that point and then Josh Janelli gets involved in a, a sort of or starts a melee really that, that wasn't really going to be anything until he, he sprinted over Yeah it's an occurrence theme with um, the Hearts manager just now minute he loses a game or things don't go his way First uh, protocol is the referee Let's blame him I, I wouldn't blame the referee today I'd be more interested in concentrating I thought there was a lot of positives for Hearts today I really did um, I just thought that Rangers were better at finishing um, <coughs> Goals do change games Obviously Boyce is through there It's a good save from McGregor But Rangers got the part and punished them And uh, I just think that You know, he maybe just try to cover up To the Hearts supporters Or whatever it may be um, but I disagree with them that they were a better side. I always thought Rangers were in control of that game. I thought if Hearts scored, Rangers were capable of going back up and 
you know, scoring another goal. But I just sometimes Robbie gets caught up a little bit after the, the game, and I think he certainly get caught up there with some of the stuff that he's come out with. It was an inaccurate assessment of the game. If it wasn't a Sunday, I would say it was baloney. But I'll just say it was an inaccurate assessment of the game. Well, the open line is open 01419511025. Give us your thoughts on anything you've seen today or anything you want to see today from the later game. 01419511025. We'll also go back to Celtic Park next. The fastest goals, the expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Not long to go until kickoff at Celtic Park. Celtic taking on Motherwell this afternoon. That follows Rangers beating Hearts 2-0 at Tynecastle earlier on today. The open line is open. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Billy is a Rangers fan in Clyde Bank. Billy, what did you make of the game? Hi, Andrew. Thanks for taking my call. And hi, panel. How are you doing? Um, the game was really excellent today. Um, I was a wee bit... Worried when that started right at the start, but um, we came back, and uh, I think um, the best thing that's happened this all season. Sorry, all season for the start, I've heard, "Oh, this game's going to kick Rangers on. This game's going to kick Rangers on. This is going to be the turn of the season." Um, I think the best thing that happened to Rangers this season was Stephen Gerrard left. Um, I thank Stephen Gerrard for all he done. He brought Rangers back to where they should be. But with Gio coming in, he's um, he's put he's put in place something that has been missing this season. I think Stephen Gerrard took Rangers as far as he could, and uh, the players were starting to be no lazy, but they weren't they, they weren't they performing to their ability. But since Gio's come back in, he's tweaked it a wee bit, and uh, the the players are playing like they did last season with passion and belief, and. Uh, Obviously, the day Hart started really well, but uh, I think if Stephen Gerrard had been in charge of the game the day, Rangers would have conceded what they have been for the part of the season. They have always lost the early goal. But, um, well, in a, in a court of law, that would be described as supposition. Uh, you don't know what would have happened if uh, Stephen Gerrard had been the manager at Tynecastle today, but it is inevitable. Because of the way in which you left Rangers uh, The haste with which you left Rangers It's inevitable uh, That people will Retrospectively have a go at Stephen Gerrard um, the, the the real story is that Rangers were very fortunate That Giovanni Van Bronckhurst was available And able to go to Rangers In a matter of days And as I said earlier There is not one negative word That can be said about him I don't think that he's tweaked anything I think he's um, getting more out of the players who were there and who had um, perhaps gone complacent because the, the 10 in a row had been stopped. Rangers never looked apart in the first quarter of the season, but Giovanni Van Bronckhorst came in and those who have the ability are now showing the ability. I don't really see the point in going back down what would have happened uh, prior because of the manager, the ex-managers left to go down south. Uh, if you look at, I think it was one defeat in 51 games for Steven Gerrard in the league. It's now uh, one defeat in 55 because Gio's won, I think he's opened at four league games. He won against Sparta and he also won uh, Drew uh, against Leon. So he's obviously started very well. So there's no point in going down that road. I think if you're a Rangers fan and now you're encouraged because what's that? Two goals conceded in six, whereas they were conceded on a regular basis. 
They'll look a real threat up front And I'm going to give Daz a bit of praise Because the front three today I, I suspect that that's going to be the front three Going forward over the next coming weeks Because you've got real pace off the flanks And you've got Morelos Who's now back scoring goals I think that was at his 11th goal of the season today So he's now getting amongst the goals I'm with you uh, I, I disagree with you And I understand what you're saying about He's getting more out of the players Of that there's no doubt He's tweaked a few things He's, he's tweaked to the way they're playing uh, He's tweaked the fact that They're a bigger threat With the pace on the on the flanks Sakala I thought earned his, his right to go Where I can't go this uh, Stephen Gerrard ar- argument is This is a results driven business Yes I can take on board the argument That oh he was losing a goal He was doing this And they weren't playing up to the form they were This manager Left Rangers top of the league Semi-final of the cup And still in Europe So I think that my, uh, Alex Wright I think you thank Stephen Gerrard For a wonderful job That he done at Rangers Football Club Van Bronckhorst is now taking that mantle on and doing very well. I like the style of football. It's all going back to the old Ajax, the way they used to play with the two wingers on the touchline, bags of pace, causing all sorts of problems for fullbacks, midfield runners making those late runs. Arfield, Aribo are brilliant at it. I'm enjoying the way they're playing. I'm sure the Rangers fans are, but I do think he's tweaked one or two things and I think it's working very well for him. Alex was talking about the, the the sort of wide areas, Ryan Kent and, and Fashion Sakala. Billy, did, did you like what you saw from them today? Yeah, I did. Um, I think Kent's getting back into what he was. And Sakala is just something else. The only thing I would say is, see if there's any more live games. And could you please keep Gordon Dale away? Because Thursday night he was talking <laughs> he was talking about Bassey, along with the other caller, and he put it in his own net. The day mm. he was talking about Scala and he booted it out of the park. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Guilty of uh, uh, <laughs> both occasions there. Um, but I can only talk about them when I, obviously the caller came on and, and brought it up. And I thank Bassey for his terrific own goal uh, on Thursday night. But uh, no, sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong. But I, I think Rangers see today. Manager, staff, players and supporters Got to be happy That was their first big For me, big league test Hearts Because I think Hearts are a decent side With some real quality players They went through there Clean sheet 2-0 3 points Over to you Celtic Yeah, the, it just puts the pressure A wee bit more on Celtic today They've, they've seen yep. Rangers go out Get a good 2-0 win At Tynecastle and, and now it's their turn Oh yeah, without doubt uh, Because Dingwall on uh, Wednesday night Won't be easy Malcolm McKay's got them going a bit now They're off the bottom of the league uh, And today is the first game That Celtic will have played Minus Kyogo and Yota uh, Of all the tricks that fate could have played On Ange Postacoglu This is the cruelest one of all Because the two brightest lights At Celtic Park have now been dimmed And they have to see how they compensate uh, For the lack of these two players And they start knowing they're seven points behind it is vital for Celtic today. Well, thank you to Billy on the line. 0141 We'll keep the lines open throughout this afternoon, so make sure to give us a call. Let's go back to Celtic Park. David Friel is there, can give us a bit of colour and the team news again. Yes, Andrew, and as, as we brought news earlier, obviously Kyogo Kurahashi misses out to do with that hamstring injury. I can just give you a little bit more information. That Ange Postacoglu, Celtic manager, has done a couple of post-pre-match interviews, sorry, and he's given a little update 
He said that the injury to Furuhashi is not a significant one, but they will play it on a day-by-day basis and see how he recovers. That's obviously with a nod to next week's Premier Sports Cup final against Hibs. So he does have the ham- hamstring injury, but he does have a chance of potentially playing in the final next weekend. On the basis of that, Celtic have kind of sprung a surprise really with the team. I'll just go through it. It's Joe Hart in goals, Joseph Juranovic, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Carol Starfelt. Greg Taylor at the back, near Beaton, David Turnbull, Callum McGregor in midfield, with Liela Bada, Tom Rogic and James Forrest as a front three. Now on that, again Ange Boscoglu was asked who's going to play through the middle and he's been very, very coy. He says the team will interchange, it could be anyone through the middle or anyone down the side, so we're going to have to wait and see on that. In terms of Motherwell, they come in with their own problems, defensive injury crisis, they line up Liam Kelly in, in goals, Stephen O'Donnell, Beerus Mugabe, Jake Carroll and Nathan McGinley at the back. In midfield, it's Callum Slattery, Barry Maguire and Sean Goss and Kane Willery, Tony Watt and Kevin Van Veen up front. The referee at Celtic Park is Ewan Anderson and, as you said, Celtic got in this game seven points behind, so a huge game in the context of the season coming up. Yeah, well, thank you to David Freelhew. Unsurprising that Ange Postacoglu wasn't willing to give away exactly what Celtic are, yeah. are planning on doing today. Well, we'll just say plans a game of fluid football. Uh, they have the personnel They're not all in the positions That they would normally occupy But on an individual basis They are all first team regular picks uh, How it all pans out We'll see in five minutes time When the game starts But the personnel is there Can they do the fluid football bit? That's the bit we don't know yet It's got sorry The, the interesting thing Andrew About this whole thing As you're saying About the, the players Are not in the re- regular position But the majority are I think the only one That's not in his regular position Is Rogic If James Forrest Comes off the left hand side He's played there uh, Numerous times Abada comes off the right The three midfielders Are the same in the back four Heart and goal So there isn't a major change Out with that number nine position 01419511025 The open line is open And we'll get you kick off At Celtic Park next Scottish football's league leader This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Just about to kick off Between Celtic and Motherwell At Celtic Park uh, We'll bring you kick off shortly Just interesting there It, it popped up on uh, The sort of graphic that Celtic have put up on the, on their broadcast it showed David Turnbull as the man through the middle is that something to read into or do you think no. the people that make the graphics are uh, guessing as much as us as I say I've got three managers in here who manage five clubs and uh, none of them can come up with the, the solution we'll just have to see how the game pans out but it could be that Turnbull has a period of doing it and then Rogic or Abada uh, this has got to be fluid from Celtic because the the natural structure has been disintegrated because of the loss of Yota and Kyogo. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. Book your face fit and mask service online now. Yeah, well, we are underway at Celtic Park, and it looks as if from early signs <laughs> that David Turnbull is the man starting uh, the sort of more advanced through the middle, Abada on the right and Forrest on the left. I'm not sorry, Alec. I'm not, not surprised that he's kept the width. He's at Celtic Park today. Motherwell will probably sit in a bit deeper, get men behind the ball. So you've got to use the width of the pitch, and they've got two guys that can do that and give them good pace. Get in behind Motherwell's fullbacks, Forrest Abada. So I think you'll look at Turnbull, and I think you'll look at Tom Rogic rotating that position this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, there's a plenty of attacking talent in that Celtic team. Will that be a worry for Motherwell, the fact that it is a makeshift defence for them? 
Uh, I, I would imagine you would prefer their uh, you know, go-to guys. However, you've got to adapt. Uh, as part of the modern game, you've got a decent-sized squad. And uh, I think they'll try and make it tight as possible, early doors. But as I said, Celtic middle to front. You know, they've got so many good players. They've got players that can drop in. They've got players who can penetrate in behind. So uh, I'm looking at um, this with interest today. Monroe still got... Scottish internationalists at right back, you know, they've still got McGabby there centre half. What? So they're they're I, I think they're okay at the back. I know they're missing one or two players, but I think Carol McGinley will be fine in there. Going forward, I mean, we've seen them on numerous occasions in the studio because Gordon Duncan loves putting them on the TV. So we've seen them more than I would ever see them in a season. And for periods of games, they have been so poor. And I think back to Tynecastle and I think Aberdeen? back to Petaudry in the first 45 but they've shown that they can still cause teams problems going forward even in the, those games they cause Hearts problems and then at Pataudry they commit the second half a totally different team when Van Veen scores a couple so Celtic back four will have their hands full today and Graham Alexander will be hoping that they can put Celtic back four under some pressure of course you need to get the ball at Celtic Park before you can do that but they've certainly got decent enough players to do that I think the greatest pressure mark that they could put Celtic under would be to score first yeah, because that would that would get the crowd at it. Uh, they 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 were devastated by the loss of Kyogo in midweek, uh, and they would not. They know that Rangers have won three uh, two nil, uh, and that they would not like to fall a goal behind. One thing I did love in this studio was just was just clear the, the difference in class between two of the guys in here. Hugh, thank you. <laughs> not talking about you, Alex. <laughs> talking about. Well, Hugh takes his cardigan off in between the games, has a hanger ready, hangs it up beside there. <laughs> when Mark came in here, he took his jacket off, crumpled it up in a heap, and threw Throwing it in the, the corner. <laughs> and it's still in the corner. <laughs> it's just lying there. Daz has spilled half his pizza over it as well. But Hugh, what a gentleman's got a beautiful cashmere cardigan, touch of glass. No expense. The, the heat in the studio has yeah. forced him to take it off. It's but, the first time I've ever seen him out with his cardigan. The hot air in the studio was getting to me and it wasn't created by the, the weather. The big, oh, the big Joe question is, that well, it was box? certainly a punch from, from Joe Hart as he tried to get to the ball before Kane Woolery there. Um, I don't think anything it's, it's was given. Very uh, close, no. It's very close, Hugh. It's very close. The linesman's, uh, what, 10-12 yards away from I that I think Celtic instant. actually got a free kick uh, for that. Kane Woolery was uh, a... But heavy-handed. Yeah, yeah um, you just used uh, too much... Mm. Uh, power and uh, it was a free kick yep. Motherwell have got a threat let's not be kidded here as I said they'll need Celtic to be below par a little bit but they've certainly got a threat Motherwell the interesting thing about Motherwell Tony Watt goes to Celtic Park as the Premiership's top goal scorer that was a great chance oh, for James Forrest um, yeah it was James Forrest that was played through one on one with the goalkeeper just couldn't get the ball under his control couldn't take it first time either what a was goal that? it would have been Tom Rogic You know Dancing his way through Forrest and McGregor Work A lovely one too no? At the edge of the box Is this not a safe mark? And yeah I don't even know how McGregor Squeezes that through But Forrest Should score I think that is a save I do as well yeah, I think it's, it's just a tremendous the, save The leg of Liam Kelly just Oh it's a great save Liam Kelly Great save I think that's a sitter There you go yeah, I agree uh, with the Dazzler. Yeah. I think that's a sitter. Should be a well, no, it should be a goal, but right, so I think, be I think it could be offside here. Actually, I, I might be wrong. We're getting all angles <sighs> now, but um, Is that the punch an shot? early an early warning, an early warning for Motherwell. Um, 
You know, that's what you Not get. Quite sure how that's a goal kick, though. I'm pretty kick. sure Leon Kelly got a yeah. touch on that. It was a good save from him. I'm sure he, he would have been claiming that he didn't get a touch just so that uh, they could get the goal kick out of it. But certainly looked as if he. He put that one wide When you go back to the theme of the day McGregor and Craig Gordon at Tynecastle Liam Kelly is one of the very best goalkeepers in the country as well uh, And Celtic will need to have a, a good goal in them To get it past Liam Kelly uh, But he definitely did touch that So the referee's made a mistake there It's an interesting one Was that uh, was it Rogic who went up with one of the centre-halves The centre-halves come over the back of him And felt it you're talking about that attacking threat that Mother will have. They they always go positive, even away from home. They have sort of a lot of the time three out and out strikers. Certainly, mm. Tony Watt, Kevin Van Veen are sort of natural strikers. Kane Willery yeah. adds a bit of pace in there as well. Yeah, they're de- they're decent. Like Motherwell are this sort of a team this season. You don't know what they're getting. I remember standing in the studio watching them put in the worst performance in Petordre the first forty five minutes. They were terrible Absolutely terrible Second half It looked like a different team Come out That's what the Motherwell are about They're a con- me, for, for me They're a confidence team See if they can keep themselves in this game They'll believe That they can create A chance or two And they believe That they've got guys Especially Tony Watt It's well highlighted They know how, to- how good Tony Watt is Playing Scoring goals uh, Motherwell are desperate to get him signed up in the contract and may lose may lose him because the better team's looking at him Van Fien's a handful he really is he's a good player he'll work his, his socks off for you but I just think that it's important that don't give anything away at the back because like James Forrest there for me Celtic should be one in front Forrest should be scoring it Did you know Dazzler that although he is the Premiership's top goal scorer Tony Watt has never Scored against Celtic in nine games. Yeah, yes, I did nine, know that. Yeah. I done my homework start, in that yep. before I come in. As Michael, as Michael Caine would say, <laughs> not a lot of people know that. Well, it's been a good chance from Celtic there. Tom Rogic oh, just putting the ball the over chance. the bar. Juranovic with the cross from the right. It was low across the ground. Tom Rogic running into it. We know what he can do with his left foot. It was his right this time, and and just couldn't direct the ball onto the target. Yeah, he's been to the butchers before the game, got a pound of lean back there, and uh, he just blazed it over the bar. For, for me, it's a right good opportunity. It was great play down the right hand side, put on a plate, and a pound of lean back right into the Celtic end. I've not heard that before. Have uh, you not? No. Let's say Celtic do look sharp around the box for not having that recognised front man. They're certainly using you know, their intelligence with Rogic and McGregor and Forrest and Abada to, you know, just. What one twos and uh, runners at that time it was Juranovic who cut it back, but Celtic should certainly be in front. The other end, right enough, Slattery just had a header just a glance glanced by, yeah. So it was a decent opportunity for Murrow. It's good, been a good opening seven, eight minutes, been intense, been stuff, yeah. intense. So, yeah, it's been good football this afternoon, yeah. All action at Tynecastle earlier on, Rangers beating Hearts 2 0, still 0 0 between Celtic and Motherwell around eight minutes into this game so far. I'm just seeing over your shoulder Alex there was uh, a lot of people talking about the, the Formula 1 today as well the, the final race of the season Abu Dhabi it was yeah, Hamilton Max, against yeah. Verstappen they were on the on the same number of points going into the final day and Max Verstappen has won his first world championship yeah, it certainly looks as if there was controversial circumstances to it um, is that right but was yeah, it I, I've seen a lot of tweets about it but it's uh, way too intricate for me to get into it it was a sort of lap yeah. by lap um Affair that was going on, and yeah. uh, some, somebody said farce. I, I was checking some of the comments, and like, what describe uh, it in one word farce. I tell you what, you know what? I'm not even going to look into it, I'll just wait till the, the new season of Drive to Survive on Netflix 
comes on I don't know if you've seen that It's many, fantastic There's been three already It just goes and through the, the Formula 1 season And it's all the politics Behind the scenes It's a oh, fantastic watch Brilliant I don't think there'll be too many uh, In this studio I, watching that no, no You need to get the glasses off My young man <laughs> And get yourself out there I don't, I don't understand The Formula 1 sometimes So you know It's like Skeletric <laughs> <laughs> Literally, they start. The start's the only interesting bit. Now, if there's not a collision at the, the first corner, forget about it. It's just them going round in the same order all the way around the track. I, I used to stay in Kenya Brands Hatch every Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sitting there with a sore head for the night before, Mark. Exactly. That's nah, it. So tune in for the start and tune in for the checkered flag. That's it. This program is right it. off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> last week, last week, Andy Halliday was discussing with me. Buying a Hornby train set. What? And now, oh, I've got one of them. Now these three oh, are discussing oh God. motors going round and round and never oh, decreasing right. circles. Is that you just pretending that it's, <laughs> it's for, for your wee boy, boy that yeah, train set? Really, you, you're up in the attic with your wee train, your conductor's hat on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh they're, they're class, them. Yeah, build a city and stuff with them. Yeah. Was you, you, know, you, you a does? train set guy? Yeah. Does like it? You as a boy, yeah? No, 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 no. That's, <laughs> no. Was, it, was it for Andy or was it for one of his kids? Uh, I'm not for sure. Andy, yeah. For Andy, what? yeah. I think he's got kids. For, for actually, for Andy, yeah, he's buying oh. a, a Hornby train set, oh, and, wow. he, and he wonders why he's on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what we got here? Ten minutes in, and uh, another chance, chance for Celtic here. James Forrest breaking into the box. That's a fantastic oh, challenge from Bevis McGabby just to Last stop James Forrest, who was making his way into the box twice from McGabby. It was McGabby a blocked Rogic shot. Uh, the one yeah. we thought Rogic should do better. He gets in target, but it's McGabby at boxer. But what a tackle! Yeah, that is Forrest. Just looks like he's escaping him last ditch. Had to make it. If he doesn't make that, either Forrest through or if he missed times it, he could be off. So yeah, we said defending. That, Mark, we said that before the game that you're looking for Forrest Abada to be the ones that are running him behind Tom Rogic to pick up the little pockets. McGabby again. McGabby's made a tremendous again. Again, he's, yeah. he's oh. having a great. Uh, why is that? Wow. Ten minutes so Ten far. Minutes. The only recognised centre back they've got fit at the moment. He's certainly doing his job so far in the opening ten minutes or so. Bevis McGavin. Yeah, and it's obviously he's needed centre back because he was playing at right back. He was keeping Stephen O'Donnell out of the team. Um, he was playing that well, and uh, he's put in his natural position. And he'll just get in there and do his best. He'll defend for his life. Um, and Motherwell are under a little bit of cause. I just think that they've not got to grips with who's playing where. And that's what I said at uh, the top of the show before the, the game started. When you see that come in, everybody's second guess. Your two centre-backs are saying to the manager, who's going to be playing through the middle? Everybody thought, Rogic, Mabada, Forrest. All of a sudden the game kicks off, Turnbull's up there, he drops in. Rogic is up there, he drops in. Uh, Forrest has come in off the left-hand side. Their movement just now is causing Motherwell a bit of problems. Yeah, their biggest threat at the moment does seem to be James Forrest cutting in mm. from the left. We, we haven't seen him play there too much at the start of the season. He was obviously playing there. You just wonder how that kind of works in an Ange Postacoglu system when you've got a right-footer out in the left, when you've got the, the full-backs that, that go in and out. They can sometimes end up getting congested in the middle. Forrest isn't the type of player that's maybe going to drive to the byline on his left and, and cross yeah. into the box. Yeah, but what you do get is, Andrew, is exactly what you've seen, that movement there. He's willing to come from out to in, and it's causing problems. McGabby had to make a last ditch, uh, otherwise he was in and goal. Yeah, well, Celtic sort of wave after wave of attack. They've not managed to quite cause Offside. Liam Kelly any big Offside. problems apart Linesman. from the shot from James Forrest that looked to come off Liam Kelly, but a goal kick was given. But 
Celtic settling into this game now just maybe unable to get I mean David Turnbull there had a, a couple of opportunities to lay the ball off he's he's not quite managed to get involved too much though yeah, in, right. in that number 9 role yeah but he's uh, I think it was a badder it uh, came a little given goal coming in off the line Juranovic finds himself just going offside to get the break of the ball Celtic uh, and the, the linesman makes the correct decision you do play at an incredible pace going forward Celtic you know it was one end Tony Watt there is taking on Juranovic oh that's a very decent effort there from Slattery Callum Slattery hits the bar and that is the closest Motherwell have come so far so 0-0 in this game so far but Callum Slattery who's been impressive so far for Motherwell since joining from Southampton in the summer we're just seeing the replay of it here the left footed effort did Joe Cart maybe have that covered? I don't think he does have it covered no. because uh, he's not quite sure that's going to hit the bar. He's scrambling across. He actually checks w- well on his weaker left foot slattery, sells him a dummy, uh, and it's a lovely strike. A little curling strike. No, For me, he's not getting near that. No. Great effort. And he had a header, you know, not long ago, just past the post. But great piece of skill to go on his left foot and just inches away from giving Motherwell the lead. So a warning shot there for Celtic. Yeah, really end-to-end because Celtic straight up the other end and, and trying to make something happen. But, you know, it's a sort of good advert for Scottish football today, these two games that have been on so far because plenty of action, both boxes, both teams attacking, going for it. Going to be a long afternoon for Celtic, I think. The, for Celtic? Yeah. Um, because Motherwell, I think, are capable of getting something at Celtic Park. I, I think Celtic are moving the ball around well using their intelligence as Mark Wilson said but I, I just get the impression uh, if they if they want the win it's going to be a long time coming yeah, I just think that uh, Motherwell have went with a game plan Hugh that's the usual cliches of 20-25 minutes you know make sure that you don't lose a goal keep yourself in the game they've had a terrific effort themselves there I said that earlier give Motherwell a bit of space they've got players from middle to front that can punish you and uh, Joe Hart was lucky he wasn't getting anywhere near that uh, the bar saved him there but I just think Celtic with the rotation with the movement passing uh, it's a long shift to keep chasing bodies away Motherwell and this is not what Celtic need James Forrest limping a bit he's now gone down and with the number of injury problems yet. Celtic have at the moment obviously Jota out Kyogo out as well James Forrest now is struggling out there um, hard to see what exactly caused it but he's gone down and that'll be a big big worry for Ange Postacoglu it's a strange one because he was running at pace I don't at, think at it was Mugabe. I thought it was earlier on <clears throat> was it earlier yeah, on so you, earlier on when one of the initial tackle after about 8 minutes they, he was kind of, it looked as if he was stretching in the box and I think this is a result of that I don't think this is getting to do with this initial phase of play he looks but, as if he might be okay James mm. Forrest just trying to jog it off but Celtic medical staff might need to come on and and take a look at him but so Liam Kelly's looking after him yeah. anyway he's, he's the one that's ran out his box to tell the medical staff to come on and see James Forrest but certainly could do without losing another player and another player in that position in that area it just goes to show you the strain that Ange Postacoglu is putting on these yeah, guys well, Ange Postacoglu not taking any risks whatsoever James Forrest is going to come off Mikey Johnson stripped yes. ready to come on so another problem for Celtic in those attacking areas and with a cup final <laughs> just seven days away that's going to be a real real worry well no surprise he's not taking any risks get him off the pitch uh, I know it's an important league game 
I know the fact that they're sitting there seven points at the start behind Rangers. But Mikey Johnston, I think Mikey Johnston is a decent player. He gives them that natural left-sided balance as well. Um, he can get you a goal. Um, I remember watching them the opening game a few years ago against St. Johnston at Celtic Park when they beat them about seven or something. Mikey Johnston scored the opening goal. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Unfortunately for the boy, it's been hampered. His career's been hampered with some injuries. But... Um, Forrest is walking off himself I think that's a wise move just now with the injuries I've got get him off there's no point keeping him on that pitch and the injury getting worse Mikey Johnston can come on there and do the same job you just wonder Hugh if it's a recurrence you know obviously didn't feature in Thursday night and you're just wondering if this is a follow on from that but there's far too many players well, picking up injuries at Celtic at the moment Forrest's season so far has been totally disrupted by injury uh, it, it took a long while to get back uh, And since coming back He's never looked fully fit And uh, today is another setback for him I think many Celtic fans If you'd asked them what Their preferred front three Fit and firing for a cup final would be Would probably be Forrest on the right Shot on the left Kyogo through, through the middle, middle yeah. And now a week out from that We don't know I mean Kyogo looks the most likely to come back Jota won't make it We don't know about James Forrest Ange Postacoglu is going to have some big decisions to make Yeah and it's a, it's a real blow Because as you said They're probably the three main starters Now obviously I think people can heal quickly We don't know what the extent of this injury is From James Forrest uh, But on the back of you know recent injuries It doesn't bode well um, So listen that's obviously a blow for Celtic But again we spoke about uh, Mikey Johnson I'm surprised Mikey Johnson didn't start today I thought he would have started on the back of uh, Getting his goal uh, Some good Positive performances And I just think He needs a run of games Purely for the point of view Is To get at run Get some confidence uh, And have some belief That he can actually uh, Dispossess the guys In these positions Yeah I agree Someone's misfortune Is someone's opportunity Andrew's always saying This programme That was my first time Saying it But it sounded good <laughs> um, uh, Look Of course it is a blow uh, Ange Postacoglu Will be standing there Saying how many injuries Am I going to get Especially and you know the wider areas the front men it seems to be you know the front men like Jota um, Forrest now um, obviously um, they've had problems there and it's just one of these periods that Celtic are going through they're picking up knock after knock after knock but interesting to hear what he says after the game but the good thing about that is they took no chances whatsoever Medical cream, come on, had a look at it, signalled to the bench, and he made the substitution right away. Yeah, well, there was just a, an incident there as yeah. well where it was between Joe Hart and Kevin Van Veen. Kevin Van Veen tried to block a free kick from being taken. I think Joe Hart just kind of followed through. Kevin Van Veen is is down, and I think he's going to get booked for this as well. Uh, just seen a replay of it now. Yeah, he stands in front of Joe Hart. He actually kicks the ball away from Joe Hart. Joe Hart doesn't sort of alter what he was doing follows through and volleys kick Van Veen and kicks Van Veen Van Veen booked for trying to stop that free kick being taken quickly yeah it was bizarre it was a real bizarre one uh, as we see it um, but I, I, I'm perplexed there because I've never actually seen that where someone's toe poked away from the keeper the keeper volleys the centre forward and Van Veen gets a booking but so he, but he has no other option because he's standing right in front of him he can't miss him he can't get out of the way yeah it's, it's a Celtic free kick at the time your heart's going to take it I, I don't know what Van Veen well, I don't know what Van Veen's thinking. He's just trying to stop it. He's just trying to stop the the, the thing, isn't he? No, but he kicks the ball away. It's a free kick. Yeah. So when Joe Hart swung his leg, he's touched the ball away and 
Joe Hart's follow through. It was a strange one. Mother, was it offside just before that? Because yes. it looked like yeah, it offside, maybe a yeah. soft appeal for a penalty when Tony Watt went down. He was certainly looking about at the referee thinking Carter Vickers had a hold of his shirt. But again, it's entertaining stuff, Motherwell. I've not just came to Celtic Park to sit in. They've obviously got that front three, Willery, Van Veen and Watt, who are intent and staying up. Slattery just behind them have had the two best opportunities for them. So they're making a game of it. I think uh, I think uh, Van Vino need to be careful. You know that he likes to get in the yeah. mix. Yeah, he's already been booked to it in the opening twenty minutes. So I think he'll have to be uh, cautious of what he's actually doing because he can't afford to leave anything on anyone. I mean, you're not really gaining that much at this time in the game from trying to take stop no, Joe Hart no. taking a, a free kick in his own six-yard box. No, listen, it was it was a when he reflects on that, he'll be thinking, "See, I got that all wrong." Well, it, it's the same at when Hearts, you know, the silly booking. Yellow card leads to, category, yeah, it? leads to sending off later on And kills all chances of getting back in the game Centre forward it is a, See as a manager You stand there in the, the touchline And you just shake your head wondering What is going through your mind here You know you're picking up silly bookings like that No need whatsoever As Celtic um, you know, start to put a little bit of pressure On Motherwell I mean, Bevis Mugabe has been sort of central to everything Motherwell have done defensively. A, a few good tackles. He's he's getting his head on the end of crosses into the box as well. He's, he's certainly having a good game so far, Bevis Mugabe. Yeah, well, he's rock solid back. Yeah, go on, Chuck. Cometh the hour, cometh the man. That's the way it's uh, always been. He has stepped up to the, the mark. Uh, I, I repeat, I think it's going to be a long afternoon if Celtic won all three points here because Motherwell are right up for this and... I must say Cameron Carter Vickers early on is looking mm. decidedly shaky. Well, great play from Tony Watt, you know, <laughs> leading up to that oh. chance. Yeah, his final ball just needs to be better, but the way he takes Motherwell up the pitch. Carter Vickers, did you see the stratum? He's sporting on his his knee. Noticed it in the warm up and you'll just catch a glimpse yet next time you see him. It's huge. It's covering most of his knee and over his leg. So he's obviously nursing something there and trying to Try to keep himself right But I've, I've enjoyed this game McGabby's certainly been the standout I have no to say about that. He's, he's lucky to get away with one there Mark well, He's actually yeah, taking yeah, yeah. Rogic yeah. clean out The old card Yeah Yeah, without doubt he's, he's laid one on him there Is that just a smart fill to give away Basically just sort of That is if you get away with yeah, it uh-huh. You know if you don't pay If you don't pay a price with a, a card there Because that could quite easily Have been a yellow card for, Just for stopping a counter attack at the Well it's, it's cynical He just takes him right out yeah, I agree, Alec. I think he's lucky he got away with one there. He'd be delighted with the fact that he stopped a promise <laughs> an attack as he slides in. He's, he's everywhere. Yeah, he's having a very good game. We didn't put our predictions in, which I'm a bit disappointed. Cause oh, I was dear, go- that is... I was going to say, after 25, I think it'll be close. Um, <laughs> now, now at half time, right, You know I what? So. S- since you're all doing it at the same time, I'll let you all do predictions now. We- we've had a bit of a head start. You've seen the first 24 minutes or so. We'll go predictions starting on, with Alex. Alex. Well, I got it right the last time, so I will go 2-1 Celtic. 2-1 Celtic. Gordon? I'm going to go 1-0 Celtic. 1-0 Celtic. 2-0 Celtic Hugh 1-1 one, 1-1 one. One, one. There's the headline prediction there Hugh there Think go. Celtic will drop points this afternoon Alex, Mark and Gordon all going for home wins Based on the evidence so far Could you see both teams scoring getting chances in yeah, this game? Yeah you can see them nicking a goal uh, Motherwell you know they're putting in some decent areas down this left hand side 
As Mark said It was a poor ball by Tony Watt But it was very positive play He, he skips past the Juranovic As if he wasn't there I think I think for Motherwell It's just Keeping the score At 0-0 Or trying to nick what Just keep yourself in this game Because If you can get to the 60 65 70 uh, uh, minutes <coughs> All of a sudden, frustration comes in. There's yeah. no doubt because this is a game that really Celtic, for me, have got to win. You can't keep that gap at seven points and then lose to Motherwell today. It gives you a lot of problems. Motherwell oh, starting to yeah, starting to cause some problems. Tony Watt never yeah. scored against Celtic, but very nearly did. There might have done better than he actually did, uh, but. Uh, on top of everything else uh, With the injury problems Forrest off Yota and Kyogo Not anywhere about the place Celtic Do not look Totally secure at the back 25 minutes in It's been fairly even Mark You know you'd have to uh, say well, that was a big uh, save there From Joe Hart <sighs> Stops Sean Goss In his tracks And another chance For Motherwell So you know, it's chances at both ends at an entertaining game. Mother was certainly not lying down, and it was a was deflected a shot from Sean Goss. And Joe Hart did really well there to scramble across and, and stop the second effort from going in. It's an amazing double save there. The first one's good enough because I think Goss, when it comes to him, just about oh, 16, 17 yards out, is a deflection off Carter Vickers. It takes him the other way, and he's down quick. Down quick to his left hand side I think, He's up I think he was offside, offside there Tony Watt for the follow up But second certainly one, yeah, the, I the mean Joe Hart was, doesn't yeah, know that exactly. though. But what a save And a good spell this for Motherwell Because Tony Watt should have hit the target moments before Yeah so a, a good chance for Motherwell there Joe Hart keeping the score at 0-0 Graham Alexander you think would be happy with what he's seen From his yeah, players so far? Oh delighted Absolutely delighted Part of the game plan Go to Celtic But I, I I think you'll be surprised at the sort of a chances that they've created. I think they would think, in, you know, for the first probably 30 minutes, we're going to have to sit in and be very disciplined and defend very well because you know that Celtic are going to try and come at you. Motherwell created as, as good a chances as Celtic just now. Joe Hart there, that is a terrific save. They've hit the bar. So they've shown Celtic that they are a threat. I've said it from three o'clock. Um, you need Celtic to have an off day. Um, and you need a little bit of luck to go for you And so far that I think Graham Alexander will be absolutely delighted with what he's seen With James Forrest going off injured Is is there a tendency for players when there's a, a big game like a cup final coming up Will that be in their minds at all when they're no. out in the pitch? Or, or not, not even slightly? All. Not at all uh, Because they've also got a game in midweek as well So you know, I don't think that plays a part uh, Listen, it's, it's sad You don't want to see players pulling up uh, like this uh, leading up to a cup final uh, because you know you play your career obviously James Forrest has won a hell of a lot but it's still a disappointment for the boy and he'll be looking to try and get back if possible for next weekend and the flip side that Daz is saying that he keeps coming out with you said that a couple of times yesterday as well was that someone's misfortune some rubbish somebody else benefits aye well the the young players anyway the young players that are in around Celtic's fringes will be looking at it going I might be I might actually take part in the cup final. I mean, was that last year Connor Hazard? Yep. You know, was an unheard of. He came in for four games, five games. Mm-hmm. Was in the cup final, and I'm not being harsh, but he's probably never going to reach those levels again. And it's an opportunity for maybe some of the outfield players to experience the same feeling as he did. If Jota, if Kyogo, if Forrest, all these guys are all out. 
I mean these guys are slightly more in the fringes because they are B team players but the likes of Owen Moffat Joey Dawson young yeah. forwards that have been training with the first team this week with Celtic having a few injuries you never know at, at some point if, if the injuries do pile up they could find themselves see, in the match day squad see just that I mean you guys will be the same when you are a young player and you get the chance to even train with the first team and then you got to travel with them in the first team squad That's to an actual game and then the first time you're on the bench and around that whole first team dressing room it's an amazing feeling they're going through it just now due to somebody's misfortune yeah it's interesting uh, as we're looking at a, a handball from Mikey Johnson there uh, a little bit unfortunate on the right hand side 25 yards from goal I've got the big guns up now Shug well Motherwell clearly feel that Celtic are not quite at themselves today and they are looking to take advantage of that it's almost as if the injury to Kyogo and Yota have sent a kind of shockwave through the club they, they, after last Sunday's display at Tandice which was wonderful this is the polar opposite it's amazing, it's amazing when you look at Celtic and you talk about the injuries and people don't make excuses for injuries but the front line for instance Forrest has went off Jota Drakamakis Kyogo a Yeti you know the list just goes on and on and on it's just incredible that it just happens to be that area of the pitch where they're suffering most and Matt's right I think that um, well, I said it earlier the confidence that the manager will take if he he's still get the game in Wednesday sure quite right it says and he'll face that first if he has to get with some of the younger players you looked at the, the impact to Henderson yes. the other night there Young Scales is, uh, you know, uh, come into Celtic this season. Played very well. Shaw as well. So he's got uh, players there that I think would come in and be delighted to be given the opportunity. But um, I think today against a motherable team who's, I thought, played very well for the opening 30 minutes, um, they'll need to try and even grind out a result and Cut that gap at the top against Rangers. Wow, what a run this is! Seen the pace of Kane, Kane Willery down the left, a oh, ball into the box as well. It just had too much on it for Tony Watt. Unbelievable play there from Willery, skipping away from Juranovic, who's a very good player and very quick, wow. but he left him for dead. What a ball outside of the right foot, right across the face, and another opportunity goes a begging for Motherwell. Yeah, and there's the flip side of it that Motherwell commit men forward and Celtic are able to. Go on the counter attack. They just don't seem to have the that outball, that central outball that, that, that they've had previously. I was under, say, uh, you with, need with a, up top. a focal point, and I love David Turnbull. He's a great player. He's a great midfield player. He's good at getting forward from those areas. But you're asking him to do a completely different role today. To completely different movements. You know, those players. You know, at the back, Juranovic and those wide players, those midfield players, need to look up and see someone in the right positions. And I, I just don't think they're getting it. I know it may be an easy thing to pick on because Celtic haven't scored. We're half an hour in, but it is evident, and uh, it's going to be an an issue that Ange Postecoglou has to find a solution I, to. I just wonder if we'll hear from David Friel, who is our eyewitness at Celtic Park. I just wonder if the Green Brigade have carried out this Yeah, the, the silent, silent protest, protest is going ahead. I, I believe there was a, a message from, a sort of joint statement from Celtic supporters groups that said that they would continue 
with a planned silent protest if no meeting was set up between Michael Nicholson and the fans groups to talk Is about the, the potential appointment of, of Bernard Higgins in a head or sort of senior security role but Is uh, obviously it was last a last 90 minutes? Um, well no, I, I think it's just sort it? of as, no no 90, 90 minutes the, the plan was 90 minutes on, on Thursday night at the Real Batiste game that went ahead they said they would do the same this today, Sunday yeah. if they didn't get a meeting um, seems to be going ahead today as well and I, I, I think it'll just be an ongoing See, I, I think point. on top of all the problems that Ange Postacoglu has um, when the support is involved in uh, civil war with the club and decide not to support because they're only sitting there then the, the, the players suffer I am of the belief that people always say and the gentlemen beside me here have played for Rangers and Celtic people always say of Rangers and Celtic no man is bigger than the club well, for me, that means that no supporter is bigger than the club. So they're, they're only sitting there occupying seats. They're not supporting at all. When Ange Postacoglu and those players most need support, they're not getting it. Well, just a couple of moments ago there, yeah. Mikey Johnson with a good run into the box from the left. The first real impact he's managed to have since he came off the bench for James Forrest, just cutting across the edge of the box and a shot into the side netting, not troubling yeah. Liam Kelly. I have to say it was a really positive run. He just checks on his right foot, skips past a couple of players, but he drags it into that near post. That's probably one of Celtic's best chances. Good play, but getting back to Hugh's point, I'd be interested to see how they do it over the course of the next couple of weeks. I've obviously got the cup final next week, then they've got Rangers in a couple of weeks' time. You just wonder if they'll still be silent for these games. Well, I, I really wouldn't know. Uh, but you have um, a group of supporters who are, for me, trying to be bigger than the club. And right now, these guys in the jerseys are suffering. They're suffering from a severe shortage of players because of injury. Uh, they're clearly not having the best of afternoons against Motherwell. And they're getting no support from uh, people who are sitting in the ground but staying silent, that's not supporting. Can you understand why, I mean, they're obviously against the appointment for their own reasons. Uh-huh. Should should the club be liaising with the, the supporters clubs over this and, and sort of hearing them out and having a, a discussion about it? I, I certainly uh, think you should not go to them and apologise for what you're doing, but I think you should go to them and explain what you're doing because I, th- I think the, all they're looking for at the moment is a, a meeting to be set up they want some sort of dialogue between the club and the supporters yeah. groups just to, to talk well, it out uh, as the old television advert used to say it's good to talk uh, so <laughs> yes they, they should speak to the supporters because they take their money uh, and they are by and large uh, extremely helpful in terms of the support they give the players so it shouldn't be the case that you deny them access to a meeting. There should have been uh, some kind of meeting taking place because this situation, as it stands, is harming the club. And the club, in other words, the board of directors at the club, uh, should not be indulging in anything that harms the club. I agree with, I agree with Hugh slightly there. They're, they're a backbone of the club. Uh, they deserve to you know, have the right to speak out if they're not happy. Of course they do. But just now, the Celtic manager's not done anything to them. The players need their support. 
And that's where you come out as a Celtic support and say, right, OK, I'm not happy with situations that's gone, but from the first whistle to the last whistle, I'm going to support the players, I'm going to support my team. Because Ange Postacoglu would love nothing better than the Celtic fans love this guy than to be standing there and these fans roaring his players on because they certainly need it. Remember the open line is open 01419511025 If you've got any thoughts on the action today Of course Rangers kicking things off with a 2-0 win uh, We at Tynecastle to Hearts, Celtic and Motherwell Around 35-36 minutes in uh, Goalless but there has been a chance for Leila Bada It was a pretty easy save from Liam Kelly in the end Still trying to test the Motherwell goalkeeper Motherwell have, have stood strong so far when Celtic have been going forward Mother looked to be well comfortable within themselves. Uh, Celtic are not themselves. Uh, I repeat, long afternoon ahead. Yeah, yeah. the ball came to Abada, just kind of in a wider position in the mm. box. It sort of popped up for him, but Liam Kelly was always going to gather that yeah, one. Yeah, it was a half chance. They worked it well out into Abada in the wider area, took on the the half volley but I was always going to take something special there to beat Kelly but I think yeah. Motherwell have been comfortable with the way they defended apart from the opening few minutes where Celtic you know worked a few wee one-twos around them early on Mugabe, Carroll I think it's been pretty solid I think they found it particularly easy I was saying to Daz just off off air before the game that I think it would be easy easier for two centre-halves when they're playing against a, a Turnbull because they know he's always going to drop in he's not never going to threaten you in behind it's kind of proved that way um, I think O'Donnell and uh, McGinley have been pretty solid as well so Celtic 10 minutes or, or just under 10 minutes to half time need to find something need to up the tempo need to create a couple of chances at least uh, I know there's a silent protest but for those who are there you know supporting you the team get them something seat, yeah. to shout about yeah. do you know we're not here to tell Celtic manager how to run teams or not but of course we're not we've never been at level but if I was looking at the Celtic team just now and the way Motherwell set up and I take Mark's point on board about, you know, it's very easy for the two centre-backs, I would be changing things at half-time if it stayed nil no. What would you do, that? I would put Mikey Johnston or Abada through the middle against the two big guys um, for their pace. You know, because on the shoulder, getting in behind, try to get, you know, Tom Rogic to get that brilliant ability to slip the ball in for the runner. I would cause them a problem. I think that big defenders don't like playing against small, speedy forwards. I think just now, Maccabi and that at the back, Carroll are delighted with what's going on. Turnbull there. They're, there's not a threat in behind. So they can they can defend higher up the pitch just now. So if it stayed nil-nil, I would be thinking of tweaking it and saying, Mikey Johnston, Abada, one of you's getting there and play on the shoulder it causes a different problem Well David Turnbull hadn't been involved too much to this point But that's a good shot from him And a save from Liam Kelly I think it was maybe Had a bit of swerve on it Or was deflected anyway But Liam Kelly has saved that one And the score remains nil-nil But David Turnbull As you say hasn't, hasn't been involved He has been rotating with, with Tom Rogic A wee bit up there the, One of the first times They've managed to get him into a, a decent enough area But this one Saved by Liam Kelly Well it's exactly what they need to do They need to make Liam Kelly Work at the end of this first half And when it just falls to Turnbull At the edge of the box What save this is You know it, Liam Kelly's going one way and he's kind of wrong-footed, and he's saved at least his, a, his left hand. Is that a deflection? It's a, definitely a deflection. The way the way he's, he's had to, re, had re to react. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a poor clearance. Yeah. Hits the defender. Yeah. Great really save. good save from Liam Kelly there. Just sort of throws out his left arm as he's going in the opposite direction, manages to turn that one over the bar for a Celtic corner. Turnbull's got that in his locker, but I was just looking there when I was talking about the threat. It's amazing. I've never seen a Motherwell team going to Celtic Park and defending as high up the pitch because they know that there's not much a threat in behind. And I think that's because of Kyogo's not there to make those runs that yeah. would absolutely kill, kill Motherwell yeah. defence. If he was playing today, they were deeper. They've not got him. So I think they've got to have a threat through the middle somewhere and he may change it. He may like the way things are going. I think it takes away from Turnbull. I think you've got to get Turnbull coming from that deeper uh, role. He sees the he sees the full pitcher. He can strike the ball from twenty twenty five yards. He's a terrific threat up front. I just think you're 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 just taking him out of the game just now. Yeah, I mean Celtic's attacking options off the bench are quite limited, limited now because Mikey Johnson's already come on for James Forrest who limped off. You then get James McCarthy, Liam Shaw, Ewan Henderson, Anthony Ralston and, and Stephen Welsh. So from an yeah. attacking perspective, Ewan Henderson's the, the most likely. I mean obviously came on midweek and got himself a goal. Liam Shaw's more of a central midfielder and then the rest are, you know, McCarthy will play more a holding role and then Welsh and Ralston defensive. Yeah, that, that that actual opportunity came about because Callum McGregor then became the nine, which allowed Tur- Turnbull to then come deeper. The poor clearance, and he gets that wonderful strike away, uh, and they were very fortunate to get away with it because if Kelly's not in the goal there with that strong left arm, he could quite easily have been one 0 up there. I don't think he'll change the personnel at half time. I think the personnel he's got just now it's as strong as he's got. You know, and he just needs better performances out of them. Now, Daz might be right; he may change it. Um, you know, it was my point before the game about a badder running in behind and closing down for the front. Farley's seen a badder in the wide areas, and it's something that he's guilty of. I think he's had a terrific start to his Celtic career, but he drifts in and out of games. You see him in little flashes, and then you quickly forget he's even on the pitch because he doesn't get involved in much of the build-up play. If that's the case, I would, I would take a risk then. Just put him through the middle, you know, and 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 drop Turnbull into a kind of. You know, just off the left-hand side, that kind of inside the left row, and see what you get from it because it's clearly not coming, you know, together with the way this is working out. Turnbull through the middle, you may as well try something different. Well, have you seen Mark Celtic look as ineffectual this season as they are looking right now? Yeah, that's a good point, Hugh, because they're hardly uh, testing out with that that shot there. It's about thirty minutes; they haven't really had a clear shot at goal and uh, it was a deflection but you know you just got to keep chapping at the door You've reminds me a little bit of the Livingston game earlier at Celtic Park you know Celtic uh, Livingston just yeah, sat I thought but they I were think, more deeper I, th- I think yeah, Motherwell's get more refreshed I've just got to say that you took the words right out of my mouth Alec. Um, I think that Mother will look a better threat mm-hmm. uh, and a more dangerous threat I'll be interested to see how the manager because he has limited uh, options you've got to say that well, this is a nice, nice move from Celtic here Mikey Johnson he uh, picks up the ball. Is he going to have another go? He does just wide from Mikey Johnson. So he started to get involved a bit more now, Mikey Johnson. A, a similar position, just cutting in, but unable to uh, trouble Liam Kelly with that one. Do you know the thing is, William? He's, he's actually come in a lot more central there. It's actually a deflected. I think the Motherwell players come out. He doesn't get given the, the, the corner, which he should have got. But he's a real threat because he's tracking inside. He's fainting to shoot. And then he's getting a yard and then unleashing. No, as we do see the replay, I don't think there was any uh, deflection there. 
What about this for a big result down south? Leicester 4-0 up at home oh, to Newcastle mm. with a few minutes to go in that one. A potential a potential opponent for Celtic in the, yeah, the conference. conference. Yeah, Eddie Howe is now Eddie who? <laughs> yeah, just 10 points for them sitting second bottom. Only Norwich yeah. are below them in the table on the same number of points. Well, yeah, a big pr- result yeah. that uh, Brendan Rodgers needed because uh, he was clearly an angry man uh, that they did not progress and fell into the Europa Conference League. He actually said, I don't even know what the competition is. Uh, which you was, better familiarise yourself uh, enough. Yeah, but a bit disrespectful on his part. But uh, they've fallen away of late. Uh, but that's a real good result for Leicester and a real body blow for Eddie Howe and all at Newcastle. Relegation looming. Well, a chance for David Turnbull here. Liam Kelly was out his goal. He's he's tried to lob him there, and oh, he just got it all word. wrong, didn't he? Do you know? Do you know something? I think that's worth it. I, I, I can't. I, I can't understand what Kelly's doing. Out as far as that, uh, Turnbull just gets a long ball down the left hand side. He looks up. The goalkeeper. <laughs> it's, it's one of the, He's tried to hit it with the outside oh. of his foot. He's in the in the left channel. Tried to just outside of the foot and and lob it over Liam Kelly, but he's actually caught it with the inside of his foot and just dragged it out. All, almost I, hit I it. Don't blame him. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. The DL curly toe. Yeah, I think he's. <laughs> We've already established Gordon wouldn't have been shooting from I anywhere near there. They can't kick the ball that far. And I wouldn't have been out in the wing, but I think that he's got that in his locker that if he catches that right, he causes problems. But. I can't understand what Kelly's doing in that position out his goals. It's no man's land. Yeah, I just, I don't know what he was thinking there. He's a lucky boy because Turnbull can definitely produce something like that. Hey, going back to your point, though, about how high Motherwell are defending, if you looked at it from behind the goal, how high Mugabe and Carroll were, they were well inside the Celtic half because they don't think there's any threat. Turnbull actually just thinks, you know what, I'm just going to run in behind. It's so simple and it, it's an opportunity. And uh, oh, he should do better Just a header away from the Celtic box there Two minutes added on We're, we're into that now Chance for either side really To try and get a, a goal At what you call the perfect opportunity Really just before half time To try and change the half time team talks Change the game But we've seen it a few times it's, it's an example there again Motherwell defending high up the pitch Celtic just not moving the ball quickly enough there I have, I have to say This is like uh, I've never seen anything like this You know it's so open It's for me, I think Mother will have to be a little bit more cagey because of the personnel Celtic have middle to front. They're wide open there. It's like NTN stuff. It's, it's sort of a bit naive, actually. What David Friel will hear in a couple of seconds will be the sound of mumbling and grumbling. The, the protesters will stay quiet since that's what they're there for. But the, the rest of the crowd at Celtic Park will, will be able... They're not daft. They know what they're looking at. What they're looking at is a struggle. Well, I think the... World's most booked manager has gone into the book again, Graham Alexander. Oh, no, has he? Quite, quite impressive the the number of bookings he gets. But yeah, he's gone into the book once again for uh, protests. I think on the on the sidelines. Um, yeah, there was a Johnson's, shot just before yeah. that from Joseph Juranovic that yeah. went just wide. Uh, Callum Slattery has picked up a booking of his own as well. Yeah, uh, Mikey Johnson's trying to go over the top. I'm not exactly sure how much contact is. Uh, we're going to the last thirty seconds of this. Half uh, Turnbull stood over the ball He will be the one who delivers It was just that Challenge there That Slattery was booked for That Graham Alexander Looks he He wasn't too happy with The referee just over to Have a word with him A very Quick word And the yellow card Came out However Right before half time We've got one of these Goal flashes With AspireGlasgow.com 
Tom Rogic has given Celtic the lead just before half time. And with 47 minutes on the clock, Celtic have the opening goal at Celtic Park. It's Celtic 1, Motherwell 0. And Ange Postacoglu will be delighted with the timing of that goal. It was a David Turnbull free kick from the wide area. It was fed across to Tom Rogic and he managed to find the finish to make it Celtic 1, Motherwell 0. Well, that's a huge psychological lift for Ange Postacoglu and the players. Uh, They have struggled first half, but... Of all the ways to have the grand finale And it's a terrific strike from Tom Rogic High into the roof of Liam Kelly's net Rogic has done his old Oz pal Ange Postacoglu a favour Well done mate Well credit where credit's due First Turnbull spots him It's good weighted pass and Rogic a great finish if you're a Motherwell player You cannot see that coming It's beyond me I mean I, We're standing watching that Thinking Tom Rogic Is just going to peel off here They've done it before But it's well worked Well executed And a top finish And they certainly needed it Well they've timed that one well Celtic have scored Tom Rogic has it And it's now half time David Friel has the story At Celtic Park Half time Andrew Celtic won Motherwell nil As you said There was going to be Moans and groans But there isn't any more The Celtic fans are Absolutely delighted For 47 minutes It was a case of no strikers and no goals for Celtic but Tom Rogic come up with the goods just before half time Ange Postacoglu is playing David Turnbull as emergency centre forward after Kyogo's hamstring injury it hasn't really worked but they're ahead at the break and nobody will be complaining inside Celtic Park Motherwell have been good they could have scored and will still feel they can take something from this game but it's been a cracking first half I'm sure it'll be the same in the second half Celtic did a first effort in four minutes James Forrest went through after a great pass from Callum Gregor but Liam Kelly made the save then the next attack Joseph Juranovic he got down the right and cut back for Tom Rogic and his shot was blocked by Jake Carroll but as I said Motherwell are here to have a go in 13 minutes Callum Slattery who had headed wide earlier was unlucky with a 25 yard shot that crashed off the bar with Joe Hart beaten that was a real let off for Celtic and then they suffered a blow two minutes later when James Forrest was forced off we know how big their injury list is and it's getting even bigger he chased a pass from David Tumble and just appeared to pull up he tried to kind of lump it off and, and run it off but it wasn't to be Mikey Johnston come on and that really seemed to disrupt Celtic for a spell Motherwell started playing some really good football Tony Watts found space in the box but he couldn't hit the target from a tight angle then in their next attack almost midway through the half Joe Hart had to be his very best to keep out Sean Goss's deflected shot Celtic were really struggling to create but Mikey Johnson was unlucky with a right foot shot after a decent run of 32 minutes and that seemed to spark them into life Liam Kelly had been too busy but he pulled off a great save from David Turnbull's deflected shot five minutes before the break it took a deflection that was heading in but Kelly managed to turn it over the bar Turnbull had another effort in 44 minutes he was played in down the left and tried to lob Kelly but he didn't get his connection right and the ball went out for a goal kick Joseph Juranovic he fired wide and then just before half time came the drama Celtic won a free kick that Graham Alexander got booked for he wasn't happy with the award but Celtic didn't didn't complain David Turnbull went to shoot instead he squared it along the box Tom Rogic didn't even take a touch first time shot straight into the top corner half time at Celtic Park Celtic won Motherwell nil well thank you to David Friel half time at Celtic Park as he says we'll have more after this the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic 1 Motherwell nil. The half-time score From Celtic Park A goal right on the stroke Of half-time From Tom Rogic We'll go back to Celtic Park If we can David Friel What was the atmosphere like During the first half And I'm assuming It changed drastically When that goal went in Yeah it certainly changed drastically Andrew I think 
you know, as we, as we spoke about earlier, there's a silent protest going on, and it definitely takes away from a lot of the atmosphere. You could see there was little spells where the Celtic fans were trying to, you know, lift the team. But I think probably midway through the half, when Mullerwell had that really good spell, I could sense some concern keeping in, let's shall we say. But I do think. You know, that Mikey Johnson chance just seemed to kind of change the game uh, slightly. You know, I think from then Celtic kind of got a grip of things again. I think they started to pin Motherwell back again. And I don't know if the goal was coming because Liam Kelly, apart from that tumble shot, didn't have too much to do. But when the goal, when, when Celtic got the chance from the set piece, they certainly made the most of it. You know, I, th I think Celtic today with no strikers need to just find a way to win. Um, and they certainly did that. It was, a, it was obviously straight off the training ground, a, a disguised free kick from David Tumble. And a brilliant finish from Tom Rogic, but it will be interesting to see what game Alexander has to say because obviously he got booked in the build-up to it and clearly wasn't happy with the award. Uh, but I still think there's some life in this game left as well, Andrew, because Motherwell have been good in spells. I think there's some chances. Joe Hart made a good save, hit the bar as well. So I don't think Celtic are home and dry by any means so far. Yeah, Tom Rogic's third goal of the season I'm sure it is that's put Celtic ahead. He scored his second goal of the season away at Tannadice last weekend. Do you feel that Tom Rogic is maybe capable of scoring more goals than he has this season? Um, oh, it certainly is. I mean, he's top player and he's refound that form under Ange Postacoglu. We talk about it every week. He's such a joy to watch, but adding goals to your games when you're a midfielder is obviously a huge bonus. And especially big goals like that. I mean, it, it, David says it was a disguise free kick. Well, it must have been the worst disguise in history because we all stood here and thought Tom Rogic is going to, you know, this is getting squared and he's going to get a shot on target. But he still has to have the quality to put it in the roof of the net and he's always composed in situations like that. And it's a big goal for Ange Postacoglu because David rightly said Celtic just need to find a way to win this. When, when you're going through crises like this with injuries, you just need to find a way to win. The performance takes second place and, you know, you need your big players to step up. And Rogic is in there and he's got the, the only goal of the game so far. Put it this way. He scored last Sunday a wonderful goal against Dundee United. He scored this Sunday a very good goal against Motherwell. He'd be the first name down for next Sunday in the cup final because Sundays appear to be his day of the week. Graham Alexander did appear to be not happy yeah. at the award of the free kick. We don't know whether it was the the, the award of the free kick or whether it was you know the fact else, that yeah. Callum Slattery was was booked. He's not normally shy about speaking about referees after the game. <laughs> Graham Alexander, he's got himself booked in the process yeah, I, as well. I would like to see it again, Gordon uh, Andrew. I'd like to see it again uh, due to the fact is you know I think uh, Mikey Johnson goes up early. I think the motherboard player just kind of gets his cell between the ball and, and uh, Mikey Johnson. Uh, and he's clearly given a free kick um, But after that point You've still got a chance to actually defend it So as much as I think it could be a potentially Cheap free kick to give away at the edge of the box uh, I can understand his frustration I think Graham Alexander should be more angry That he's got players out there Who have worked extremely hard And played very well indeed And caused Celtic some problems That they can't recognise the danger That is uh, Mark's right, we're standing in this studio And you're looking and thinking this is the oldest free kick in the book And Motherwell the guy We got undone with it Right in the half time whistle But I'll, I'll, I'll say what the lad said Fantastic finish from Tom Rogic Really is It's a terrific strike He's still got a bit to do That ball's come at good pace He takes the pace off it With just controlling it with his left foot Top quality Moments away from the start of the second half We'll bring you that next The winning team all season long. 
This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.